And my waveforms are not ludicrous. How, how do I sound in, on Discord, by the way, right now? Pretty you sound good. good. Excellent. This is my loud voice. This is my normal voice. This, this is, my, is quiet my quiet voice. voice. This is the voice I use to talk to the people in my basement. <laughs> this is the but voice you... I use to talk to the mole people. <laughs> they respond better to lower frequencies. <laughs> they think I'm one of them. <laughs> I was trying out goofy noises and they went, ah, a mole person. <laughs> Do you want gold and treasure? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I only want your friendship. As the witch advised me that that was a trap. What witch, you ask? Well, the witch sounds like this. I'm the witch! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Guys, it's only 8 p.m. It's not 9 p.m. We can't be this fucked. Initially, she confused me for a witch as I was trying out my witch voice. <laughs> Which is why she told me all this knowledge about the mole people. <laughs> oh no! Already, well, <clears throat> this, this is this could be great. <laughs> oh, hey there! I didn't see you come in. Why don't you grab yourself a hot cup of tea? Pull up a chair and listen to Season 3, Episode 12 of Four Seasons and a Funeral. My name's Charlie. Joining me today are Nick and David. Hi, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm David. I, this, you don't sound as surprised as you need to be for this kind yeah. of intro, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't I'm enough trying to people. Be, I'm trying to be gentle and welcoming. <laughs> like, I was expecting someone, but they just slipped in without me noticing, but I'm still happy to see it's... that they're here. It's quite fitting that this is your first time going off script for an intro because I believe that was also my first time going off script for an intro. Was it actually? <laughs> it was the uh, oh hello there <laughs> intro? Of course, yeah, that's it was. what I remember. <laughs> it was the first one I did off script, so very <laughs> fitting that we have the same oh. brain. Apparently, I look forward to in what twelve weeks where you do the rap intro. <laughs> So, David, you're yo, saying yo, yo. I need to concentrate and ask again to do a new intro? Oh, my God. Oh, hey, what a coincidence. This is the title of season, season three, episode 12 of Fringe. Wow. Man, uh, weird how that works. Incredible. I'm so happy about everything right now. <laughs> that intro brought to you by mole people. <laughs> there we go. No there we go. Recording. We still have it recorded, David. You could just what? leave all that in. I'm not. <laughs> just nonsense. Oh my god. It would be amazing if that just was the cold open for this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, no, David, do that and then have the intro music come in. Yeah, if the episode just begins <laughs> with mole people. <laughs> this is how I talk to mole people. This is, <laughs> that's my knockoff um, uh, Seto Kaiba voice from Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged, such a good series. It's uh, a good time. So many quotable lines and makes you realize that yes, they did change Tristan's voice in the English dub after like <laughs> nine episodes. I'm mostly just upset that Dragon Ball Z Abridged um, is dead officially. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit upsetting. 
Well, no, I wouldn't say. I mean, complete, I guess, because they finished the Boo Saga, and that's as far as they were, or Cell Saga, and that's as yeah. far as they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah I think. Therefore, I think that's not dead. So. That's just <laughs> incomplete in yeah. terms of like overarching Dragon Ball. I don't but know. Still By the end, like the beginning of Dragon Ball Z Bridge is kind of rough because it's very like early 2000s internet humor like oh, those kind yeah. of memes and references mm. and shit yep, but yep. by the end i would say it was a superior dub compared to the official <laughs> english dub <laughs> like it became just a superior dubbed version of dragon ball that had better character development this is this is the weird nice. thing is i think dbz abridged had uh, such a different following like i've never watched original <laughs> dragon ball z mm-hmm I've only ever watched the abridged. So in my mind, whenever I see those characters, I think of the DBZA characters. And I feel like there's more people out there that have that same mentality and same reaction. They did a very, like, once they dropped all the dumb meme shit, they did a very good job of characterization for those characters. Goku's <laughs> a little off because he's a complete idiot in DBZA abridged, but everyone else is surprisingly in character. And like, <laughs> nice. Like, they managed to maintain it as well. It's very surprising. So, David, I love how they... other. <laughs> oh, sorry, Nick. Go. I was gonna say. Well, no, I'm I'm trying to get us bring bring us back oh. on sort of topic. Um, yeah. Never. So, this is next. now a Dragon Ball Z abridged podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode one, where we talk about how great um, uh, Raditz is. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just I'll just leave right now. Later, guys. <laughs> Isn't it great that the first joke in Dragon Ball Z of Bridge Episode 1 is about an American with a gun? Oh, <laughs> uh, hey Nick, what have you been up to? Oh, I've I yeah, I've just been writing a lot. Yes. Oh yeah, how how's that thesis thing going? A furry fanfiction? Uh, no. <laughs> <I've been writing. laughs> can we can you send me your thesis when it's done and I can ooify it? Oh. Sure. When it's done, I'll send you, you. No, you can just go fucking find it. It's it will be it will be available for you to find. Go fucking find it. I'm not. We're not gonna pay. We're, we're not gonna pay for. You don't have to pay for thing. it. You don't have to pay for it. You literally just go to the University of Wealth website and you can look at every single thesis that's been published through the university. All right. All right. That's... Don't dox yourself now. <laughs> People are gonna be watching to see. What, yeah, if anyone listened to this, maybe. This. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing my master's. I've already talked about how I'm still living in Guelph. I wonder where I could be going to university. <laughs> Listen, maybe the people forgot that we from Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they, they definitely have. Um, Despite but the yeah, fact no. that we keep talking about St. Clair's. <laughs> yep, and we keep bringing that up. <laughs> and now we have to go visit it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I've just, I've, I've actually just been like writing and doing research and I'm just writing the background section of my thesis and it's like actually the worst. It's the, like the part I'm the least excited about writing. It's cause it's, it's just like basically just a lit review and like everything else is, Ugh. everything else is fine. Cause it's like, oh, I get to talk about my data set. That's cool. Or, or, oh, I get to talk about the, uh. Um, like all the different like applications and like the methods that I did for all of my stuff, or I get to talk about the results. All of that's cool, and I can like just word vomit all of those things. You know what? I can't word vomit. Um, how a CT and an ultrasound machine work, and then also how you know neural nets work, and all of those things. I gotta have a bunch of papers for all that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I you get absolutely to... hated lit reviews. It's just like actually the worst part. And I'm like trying to get it done by like this coming Friday and I'm not going to, but oh. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't think you had to ever write a lit review, Charlie, but it's essentially, no. uh, essentially if you remember in like a science class or like when you do a lab and you got to do research on shit, a lit review is essentially, hey, for this thing you're working on, do a literature review of currently published papers to like help support your hypothesis, your thoughts, or like background like an, information. Like an annotated bib, but more? Yeah, basically. Like a lot worse. Except, except you also need it to be like, opinionated because it needs to help like literally prove your point oh that's so every I time think you bring I've, up a point you need to relate it to what you're talking about i think i've done three three literature reviews then but they were mm. all for my history courses ah okay yep <clears throat> and one of them my prof enthusiastically told us um like this is the assignment you're going to be reviewing this guy's paper he's a good friend of mine so tear him apart <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, but no, the problem with the lit review is that it's literally one section of the whole paper you need to do. <laughs> yes. Because like, I think our final, what was our final project papers? I think mine was like 90 or 100 pages ended up being. Oh, dude, mine was only 60. It was great. Fuck, our... dude. I had to write so goddamn much. <laughs> the, myself and one of the other members, the one that you guys don't know very well, um, we wrote almost all of that in like three days. It was awful. Oh yeah, it was a lot of just staying up till like midnight in the lab. Just midnight. Like... Excuse you, David. Do you remember becoming home for like three days in a row <laughs> in... <laughs> towards the end of the semester that last year? Nah, I came yeah. home at like four. <laughs> yeah, very rough. I'm glad that's behind me now. Not hey, for David. you, though. <laughs> hey, David. High five if you're not in school anymore. High five. <laughs> Man, that was one of those weird desynced like high fives. I guess I'll I don't know. I heard it up slaps. <laughs> No, you won't. I'm going to oh. make a note right now to sync it up and post. Sorry, one second. Well, while you're doing that, hey, Charlie, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Returnal. And so I beat Returnal. I beat the secret ending in Returnal. And it's a very, very fun game. And um, I think I only died to each boss like a maximum of four times. Getting to the bosses is the hard part. But even after that, after a while, and I don't know, it's in the weird situation where I don't think I'm exemplarily good at the game, but all the community stuff I've seen people complaining about indicates that I am good at this game. I th and so I think I what probably happened is Returnal is one of the few big releases for the PS5 that's come out. Yeah. So I think it just got the casual gaming audience to buy it. There's that's the issue. Yeah, there's so many people like the entire so there's no actual save state in the game. If you want to pause a run midway through, you need to put your PS5 into rest mode, which is a very valid complaint. But people yes. are calling it a trash game because of that and you're objectively wrong. It is a bad design feature and maybe there's some PS5 architecture stuff that is preventing them from doing that, who knows. Um but then there's people who are like, oh man, 25 attempts later, can't get past the first boss. And I'm like, are you trying? <laughs> Listen, not everyone has the FPS like background and um, uh, video game literacy, that same video game literacy that you do. I know, but it's still like, I was talking to David about this before the show, and um, there is a feature where you can rest in a bed in the first stage. And you can rest as many times as you want, and it would heal you back up to full. And the game dev, Housemark, was like, okay, this is getting patched out. You can only rest once per run, and it's only 10% of your health. And people lost their goddamn minds. 
and are saying like it's ruining the experience for them. Get better at the game. No. That's Just the point of it. Good. If you need to rest up to full health every time you take an itty bit of damage or you can't get through the stage without almost dying, you need to get better at the game and you won't beat the rest of the game. I will tell you that right now because it does get way harder from there. <laughs> Maybe everyone playing the game is just a game journalist. <laughs> and they're having issues with the tutorial. Oh man, uh, I'm classic. playing Cuphead and I can't jump over this platform <laughs> and I don't think I should hold down the button. <laughs> oh man. Is there any other journalism that has such stupid drama? Yes, all of them. <laughs> uh, That's fair. I was going to say sports to burn journalism. Down all media. <laughs> I was going to say sports journalism where you make up bullshit stories based off assumptions and guesses that you have and decimate an entire fan base over the weekend. Yes. Schefter. So you know, that you know that oh, fucking is... story about Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who wrote that, Schefter, he fucking didn't have any sources for the story. He went, Did oh, he this is... make it up? He was like, this is from my observations and, like, linking a bunch of things oh, I've heard God. together. Nice. And they're like, so you didn't... The guy was like, you didn't hear anything, like, directly. He's like, no, 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 there's no source for this story. What a piece nice. of shit. And, and he, he was even, like... The guy was like, okay, so there was, like, no, like, pressing factor for you to release this draft weekend. You just chose to do it. And he's like, yep. Because ESPN wanted more clicks on draft weekend. So they've oh blown this God. entire thing out of control. And I'm, nice. I'm fucking furious. And the entire Packers fan base is fucking furious. You should nice. be. That's ridiculous. Especially draft weekend where, like, you like, need that kind of morale. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. I'm, nice. I, like, I already was like, that doesn't sound like a, a great story. But then stuff kept mm -hmm. coming out. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. Jesus. And now I'm just filled with rage. David, what are you filled with rage with from this past week? Um, uh, fuck, I don't know. What did I do? I don't even know what I did this week. Um, you, you ran a cool D&D session. It was great. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I need more Monster <laughs> Hunter content. Capcom, can you release more Monster Hunter content, please? Just go Capcom yell at them on says, Twitter every day until they do it. Capcom says, have you unlocked all the weapons? Uh, I haven't built them all, but I have unlocked them. Have you built all the weapons? No, but I'm not going to do that. There's your, there's your content. Go build all the uh, weapons. I just want more monsters to hunt. Please, Capcom, give me more monsters. Mod them in yourself, bitch. Yeah. What? Hack, <laughs> hack your Switch. <laughs> figure out how to load mods into Monster Hunter. And then model and create your own monsters. It's not that hard, right. David. Everyone's yeah, I, doing I guess. it. Dude, just quit canceled your full, for the just, next five years, I guess. Just, just quit your full-time job. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to the TV guide because the segment is running out of steam. Woo. Uh, a scientist's ingestion of a blue powder causes his bones to disintegrate, leading government officials to suspect a biological attack. But the fringe team's investigation may hinge on assistance from a former test subject of Walters. That's a very good TV guide. Yeah, holy shit. They, they, they did well. Um, they didn't even refer to it as bone hurting, uh, like, spread powder. <laughs> bone hurting? Oh, my God. <laughs> I really thought you were going to be the one to make this joke, David. I want to get off Mr. Skeleton's ride. 
Uh-huh. I, I legit, legitimately during the opening scene when, he, when his bones started just cracking, I just went, "Oof, ouch!" <laughs> <laughs> Oof, ouch, my bones. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I'm see mo- that witch now to get some bone growing <laughs> serum. <laughs> Uh, I guess we should start the episode then. We cut to some type of some somebody at work is having a birthday party, which I no, think no, is don't my. We get, I don't think we get that right away. We get a whole for scene with um. Yeah, we get oh, we get yeah. the, we get the Olivia. Uh, we get Nina doing sneaky things and then meeting with Olivia. Yeah, Nina. Nina goes into some storage closet, which I would have to assume is all of um Walter's old or not Walter um William Bell's Bell. old stuff. Um, and she's like looking around and there's, oh, look, there's his degrees from Yale and Princeton. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look, there's a book called Dr. Spock's Baby and Child Care, which is a real <laughs> book that was published in 1946 by a Dr. Benjamin Spock. Wow. That's nice. an awesome reference or <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah. Um, nice. I don't know if that is where Spock came from for the Star Trek show, or if it's just a huge coincidence. For the Star Trek show, you sound like someone's parent. I know. <laughs> you know I d- for the Star Trek show. The Star Trek moving picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, uh, the, the, what's his name? Spock, Spook? Spock? Speck? You know, but the yeah. one with the William guy and the black lady. <laughs> As but people yeah. around the time referred to it. Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, Nina Nina is in fact one of those old cranky parents and is pissed off that they're heating this room um, and goes and turns off the thermostat. <laughs> Entire reason she came down here, right? Yep, yeah. that's it. And it <laughs> yep. And she's like, ooh, look, a safe that has a piece of tape stuck to it. Oh that's... my God, thank you for bringing up the tape. What the <laughs> fuck is the point of that tape? Okay, I just, well, I just also wanna... like, was that vent cover a fucking hologram? <laughs> so 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 no no we 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 do need to stick on the tape for a second because I no have... no no the, the vent cover comes first mm. in the scene it comes first Fine. she turns right, down Charlie, the thermostat <laughs> she turns down the thermostat and the vent cover just like blurs out of existence do they have a little like let's send this vent cover to an alternate universe is the vent cover just a fucking hologram because that's stupid does massive <laughs> dynamic have teleportation equipment why hasn't that come up before i have so many questions about this one scene haven't right. they showed off like teleportation before in a one-off scene in massive dynamic i recall they have <laughs> being a time or something where like they had like a weird teleportation device that we talked about going what the fuck what is that yep before. Where, was, where did this vent cover scenes. go? Does it Listen, come back? This is the episode of what the fuck are they on about when it comes to technology? Because the entire plot of the episode is something they've solved already like seven yes. times before. Yes. Yeah, this is, <laughs> okay. this is amazing. But anyways. Okay, now we can <laughs> so get to the angry. tape. Alright. So, um, I <laughs> I need is to bring the this up because CG? This, this, no, no, this, this, cha- this tape gives me fucking flashbacks to my childhood home and I will explain that. Um, so Nick was raised in massive dynamic. No, um, <laughs> he was sorry, raised in the sorry, ROM. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I mean the ROM. <laughs> so, so, so great thing about my house. So, um, my, um, I moved into the house that like my parents live in, um, after my great grandparents passed away, and it is their house. Uh, and my great grandmother was the last one who was in the house. In the last couple of years, um, she got very, very paranoid. 
and started writing on a bunch of things that they were hers and like people keep their hands off of them and things and just like imposters and we'll find these things in the house still that's terrifying dude it's like you'll i'll just like like I'll, i'll find like a ruler in like the basement somewhere and it'll just say it'll just have like mine written in all capital letters on it and i'm like Huh. All right. <laughs> and then he tears the tape off and goes, "No, it's mine." <laughs> no, mine it's not now. written on the tape. It is written in like permanent marker on the thing. <laughs> oh, that is. So yeah, no, I saw this concerned. and I was like, "Oh no, I this this is just home." <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, the piece of tape says what? Uh, stay, stay out. This out. means you. Yeah. It's, which it's, is like you're already it's already on a safe first of all which i think the implication behind a safe is stay out if this means you and, and the then it's safe behind is behind a secret invisible vent like what the <laughs> fuck dude you think they're gonna go through all of that and then see the tape and go oh whoops wasn't supposed to look at this i guess also that's not even like a good like dexter hiding his blood slides in his in his venting because like, even if you stood there, you'd be like, ah, yes, this is a real vent. It is blowing real air on me. This doesn't even do that because it's just the vent cover hiding a safe. <laughs> like, it's, it's bad. And it's also locked behind another door that presumably you need high access to get to. There's, there's so many other locked doors you have to go through to get to the safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so much other higher security that you need to get to. Just like a fucking regular safe. <laughs> the tape makes, oh, the tape makes me so angry. <laughs> I'm glad okay. that it pisses you guys off this much. <laughs> and then the code is zero five zero two one zero, and I don't know what that might be in reference to. Uh, it's actually zero five two zero. Sorry, zero five two zero one zero. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Something stupid, and in there, oh look, it's a toy car that I assume was used in sex with Nina and William Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I have to assume. Oh look, massive Dynamics logo was literally drawn on the back of a napkin. Well, uh, hey, we photoshopped <laughs> photos of a younger Leonard Nimoy onto these other photos. And also not well. Not well. <laughs> so, I think I think the one of Walter and William Bell is actually a still of Leonard Nimoy and maybe someone else mm-hmm. when Leonard Nimoy like that's a real Leonard Nimoy picture. And then they shopped uh, John Noblin. The other one, the is one probably, him and Nina. Oh my god! That yep. one looks like it's a young Nina, or they photoshopped both their faces and just for whatever reason did not look hard enough to get because the guy's William Bell, quote unquote's head is pointed to the side, like he's looking camera right a bit, but the face is looking dead on, and it immediately looks bad. It's so trash. It's unfortunate because we we've talked we've we've given props to the prop team uh, so many times. Today must have been their like oh my god today must have been like their uh, intern day or some shit because like they were told they needed this two days before and that's why they also photoshopped in the piece of tape on the safe because I refuse to believe that is a real piece of tape. It doesn't <laughs> look real. That's that's an angry noise. I got to get rid of. Is that cat an angry just, <laughs> cat jumped off my lap and hit the microphone? 
But yeah, and then she pulls out a book and, oh, look, William Bell, like we were told last episode, was looking for books on the first people. I don't know why this is a dramatic reveal. We were, we were literally told this last episode. So William has a German copy of the first people, which Ooh. Nina very helpfully translates out loud in a room by herself. <laughs> and goes, also, oh, you and your secrets. <laughs> why is Nina the one doing this again? Like, Why isn't it Brandon? Yeah. Uh. Why isn't it just anyone else who isn't in charge of the entire company? I, I, I Listen, imagine this, this safe says stay out. This means you. And that was specifically at Brandon because fuck Brandon. <laughs> Listen, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess at some point later, I really wonder if it was Nina's like, Oh, hey, Olivia, cool. Uh, ignore these books on my desk. I'll be right back. And then ran downstairs, did all this, came back and was like, okay, I have all these books here, Olivia. They all say the same thing. Here, Olivia, read this one of them. Uh. <laughs> Olivia's like, this is in, like, Norse. I can't read that. What are you, a nerd? <laughs> but yeah, apparently all the books, despite being written by seemingly different authors in different languages at different points in time, all say exactly the same thing. Which uh, I different would points argue... in time is arguable because they've said they said last episode it's like, oh yeah, all these were made within like a couple years of each yeah, other. Not quite different. Okay. Like they were made relatively close together in time. So almost like one guy did it and then translated it to a bunch of different languages and got them published Which elsewhere. also means they can't say the exact same thing because some words don't have a one-to-one well, they, translation they, in other they languages. They do say, barring translation, like, yeah. they do always add that ca- caveat. Like, barring okay. translation is the exact same thing. So just, they do just, one says, just one says, fuck you, Nina Sharp, and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> she opens one book it's just fuck you need to sharp over and over again <laughs> this was written in 1850 it was also in like 700 different languages wait that's hey that's elvin from tolkien what <laughs> did tolkien know about this 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 was this was made before tolkien what How did, why did tolkien copy this book for elvin <laughs> It's a Rosetta Stone of all the fantasy languages that just says fuck Nina Sharp. <laughs> just caught like, that one's a Klingon, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then Nina's like, oh, I wonder if, like, the machine's important to the other side, so I wonder if Olivia talked about it. And Olivia just very offhandedly was like, oh, no, I read all of the very personal documents she wrote. Uh, no, she didn't say anything about that. She just mentions yeah. that Peter's got a small dick. I don't know what that means. Yeah, she, she kept writing about Peter's small dick, but how, like, the motion of the ocean was enough or something. <laughs> Nina, does, does the phrase motion of the ocean, not the size of the waves, mean anything to you? Is that, like, maybe, is that, like, hereditary? What was Walter like? Do we need to go digging in the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> is this a secret cipher? I think, I think we need to go look for strong currents with minimal waves. I think I've cracked it. And Nina's like, no. You need to get out more. I don't, she, she kept sp- saying smaller than an olive, and I didn't understand like why she was using the code name. And I think she was doing some sort of physics experiment because she boasts about being able to suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Oh, God. 
Anyways. Smaller when than did... olive, harder than a rock? What? <laughs> when did when did our Olivia become such like an inexperienced person? It's it's fine. <laughs> I think in comparison to faux Olivia, she just seems inexperienced. <laughs> She, she never learned any colloquialisms. It's all just hard clinical terms. Yeah. <laughs> but, then uh, we cut to... Yeah, that's then we cut our to birthday celebration. Weird, um, not even cold open. That's just the first scenes, I guess. Yep. Oh, well, they also like, oh, she developed real feelings for Peter. I wonder if he did the same for her. And you're like, yeah, probably. <laughs> that's called Stockholm Syndrome. Wow. <laughs> But hey, but yeah. let's just go to this completely happy birthday that nothing bad is going to happen at. Uh, it Whereas... can't be a happy birthday because it's a business birthday party. Nah, that's fair. Listen, everyone's got forced smiles on their faces. Um, yeah, and also the there's a, as well. And yeah. also there's a fucking <laughs> madman blowing out uh, sparklers. Uh, <laughs> how they... much? Like, how difficult would that be to blow out a sparkler? Like, I was, I was trying to think about this. I don't think I could blow out a sparkler if I, I tried. Think, I don't think I could blow it out before it just died naturally. Yeah. Like, they don't last very long either. It's yeah. very impressive is what it is. But also, like, I guess they pooled all their money together and bought the boss a magic eight ball. Okay. I would be the, upset if I got that as a gift. And the boss was like, hmm, Magic 8-Ball, well, I have bones at the end of the today. And he shakes it. <laughs> and it says, Outlook not so good. <laughs> He's like, aw, man, that sucks. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for the party. I blow up my candles. I don't want to hear you ever sing again. You're all trash. My Get ears are bleeding. Out. I'm going to go to my office. Enjoy my cake by myself. Yep, and so then uh, sort of after that little party we see where he's just like, oh, he's a nice guy, I guess, blah, 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 which we all know he's going to die now. But um, he goes to his <laughs> office, and presumably his secretary is like, hey, uh, you're popular today, here's a package. And he's like, yeah, it's my fucking birthday. And then he opens the package, <laughs> and it's like a creepy-ass doll. And instead of doing the logical thing and instantly, you know, calling the police and calling it an anthrax warning, he uh, <laughs> picks up the doll, pulls the swing. It laughs before spewing him in the face with blue dust. With with what I looked at as just ch- like like pool cue, like chalk. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought it was full on just anthrax. I thought this was going to be no fringe. This is just an anthrax attack. <laughs> but yeah, no, he... Um... Gets sprayed with it, goes oof, and then nothing happens. Uh, this He's like, oh man, that sucked. We've we've been complaining about like there's been no good fringe stuff. There's been no good cold opens. We haven't had God, we body got, horror we in a while. We got, got it all like cold back. open. This oh, is everything felt, we've been needing for a cold open. Oh, it, like, felt, it felt so good. It ticked every box. He uh, he stands on the ground and like his shin just starts collapsing. And they do, the CG's rough, but it's still horrifying. He puts, like, his arm on the desk to brace himself, and you can see the skin fold down. It because was absolutely bones, horrifying. The bones are just disintegrating, and his secretary comes back, and she's like, Warren, are you okay? And he's just a suit, like a skin suit on the ground. And then we Man. get that really good, she drops her folders, and she gives that monster movie, like, horror scream. It's, oh, it's so good, we're back. Oh. We're in, it's 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 fucking back. <laughs> Midway through season three, we're back. We're, we're back, back to season fringe. one. 
<laughs> Fuck this emotional character building. Fringe, just, just, fringe, just. Fringe. <laughs> give, give me the cold opens. We're horrifying body. <laughs> it's just like, horrifying again, things. How was this on television? Okay. <laughs> There's like no every blood. Time, it's important. Every yeah. single oh. time. Like Fringe does something like this where I'm like, Man Baby would be the worst thing that would ever happen to somebody. <laughs> or like brain exploding would be the worst thing that ever happened to somebody. It keeps like I have five brand new fears of dying from these cold <laughs> opens. Like someday my bones are going to disintegrate because I don't drink enough milk because I'm lactose intolerant. Yep. yep. That's that's what happens. Science, everyone. Uh yeah. drink, drink your milk or die. I'm part of the Never Broke a Bone Club. I'm sadly not. Yeah. yeah it's very upsetting. <laughs> you have like five concussions, so. Yeah, but my bones weren't broken. Just the head bone. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Too strong. They hurt my brain. <laughs> I mean, would it have been better for you to have cracked your skull open? If know. the brain didn't get hurt. <laughs> I don't remember what the doctors told me. If I avoided the concussion, I think that would have been better. I think a fracture skull is less damaging in the long run than a third concussion. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, Dude, Mr. I don't know. Mr. Who can't play organized sports anymore. <laughs> he wasn't going to anyways. Yeah, but now I don't have the option to. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. but, hey. but yeah, excellent cold open. And we come straight into it. Uh, we come straight back and we're like, oh yeah, this is just fringe right away. The fringe team is going to the scene to investigate. Broils. And also broils. And broils. <laughs> and no Astrid this episode, like at all. Yep. <laughs> Colonel Broils is with them though. Uh. <laughs> I guess Astrid had better things to do this week so she couldn't record. So or I mean, couldn't she's be in the episode. She's in like the next scene. Is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. I With the chicken near, wing? Near the later. Yeah. Oh, right. But near the later half of the episode, she's not in as much as like she should be. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if she, the actress had uh, other projects, like mm-hmm. side, small bit roles on other stuff she was working on. Seems but possible. yeah, they, they all get hazmat suited up and uh, go in to look at the body. And Walter's like, oh, this is, the, this is horrible. I think I might throw up. And Peter's like, this is pretty nasty. And Walter's like, I farted in my suit. <laughs> Which, Which like, does sound fair. terrible. <laughs> also, like, I, a fear of mine if I'm wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> Why would you be wearing a hazmat suit? I don't know, David. I don't know where life is going to take me. <laughs> I, think it's, I, I think it's more likely that he's going to wear a hazmat suit than his bones are going to dis- disintegrate. But hey, that's just I me. think they're both equally likely. <laughs> I don't. I strongly disagree with that statement. <laughs> if you want to keep saying that stuff, you best be prepared to pay for the therapy bill. <laughs> could you get rid of... Uh, no, I don't think you could. <laughs> I, I stand by one of those is very possible, and I could make it happen in a weekend. The other one, I could not have make happen in a weekend. <laughs> it, is, it is hard to find hazmat suits. That is true. Certainly during a <laughs> pandemic, it's hard. <laughs> Um, uh, where are we in the? Episode? Anyways, let's uh, let's. They, so they, they show discover, up and, they discover the doll. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they play Walter, around with the doll. Walter uh, is immediately like, "Oh, this blue dust disintegrated all the bones in his body," and I was like, "Wow, that's quick." 
They didn't even do an autopsy, and he knows what's wrong with this guy. Damn it. I Normally mean, takes I think them if half you look the episode at the to figure of, this shit out. The sack of skin and flesh that's on the floor. I think you can tell there's no bones. I will say there is one way that you can make that um, man suit worse, like as a prop. And if when they squeezed on him, like little juices and fluids started squeezing out of the orifices. Nah, they should, they, they should have just like poked him and he just like jiggled. They should have poked him, they should have just screamed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, he is, he would 100% be dead. He's 100% dead. (laughs) I think that'd be more traumatic, though, is if you were somehow alive still. Larynx isn't made of bone, so, you know. Yeah, but your ribs are. (laughs) Well, also your spine. Yep. Like what? That's in what true. order would you dissolve bones to maximize longevity? Well, to essentially, all longevity? limbs first, then essentially, yeah. right? You want to leave the spine for last and the skull for last, but pretty much everything uh, else. Ribs, ribs are also fairly important. Um, ribs yeah. are pretty important for the breathing aspect. I would, as well. I would say, I would say you can get spine um, up to like middle of the back. I forget what the fucking designations are, but like get L3, up to the middle of the back, L4. like yeah, well, lum- yeah, lumbars. Yeah, you, you can, can get the low part. You can get rid of the low part of the spine as well. Probably. Could you get rid of the pelvis or? Um, well, then, then you... they've just herniated. Yeah, okay. I think you get rid of the pelvis. It's just really you got to keep the, the respiratory the, and like the, the nervous system alive. The, really. the important, the important thing to note from all of this is that this person's dying at some point, anyways. It's unlikely <laughs> that the loss of pelvis is going to be the thing that does it. So no, I think we that's can... what I'm saying. Like it's just a hernia at that point, a you very, get, very yeah. bad hernia. But you could get rid of the ears and stuff. You could probably get rid of the some of the skull, like the jaw and stuff. The jaw could go. Um, I think you yeah, just you need would... the cranium. Yeah, you just need to make sure the brain, like the brain, is not sloshing br- around yet. Yeah, the brain bucket. Yeah, brain bucket. This is horrific. To the spine. <laughs> this has uh, this has helped me explore the fear more, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's helping. It's healthy. Thanks for it's the healthy. therapy. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a terrible Resident Evil zombie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> Anyhow, we then cut back to Walter's lab and uh, Olivia, uh, they found the box that the doll came in and there's like return shipping info there or like a from label. So she's searching him up on the the FBI database. Peter drops her off a coffee. Um, And she drinks the coffee, then stares at it and then frowns very, very slightly (laughs) and goes back to work. And you can just tell like, ooh, he fucked up. Well, well, they do. They do a super punched in close up of the coffee cup because just the milk x <laughs> yeah also that is a perfect crossed milk and no fucking coffee shop is that good if they do them at all they also would not have been marked <laughs> hey which one's mine like oh i don't know fucking just guess fuck if i know get out of here it's, it's scribbled uh, with a grease marker on the lid <laughs> But yeah, uh, they pull up security footage of um, the shipping center, uh, and I think you can see the back of the head of the guy who sends the package. But yeah, you can see the dude holding the package very obviously because he got an enormous box for what is like a palm-sized doll. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but before we even see, we uh, cut away to Walter playing with the doll, shooting the blue mist onto some chicken bones, and it really just. 
makes me want to eat some fried chicken. And having a finger-licking good experimentation, as the Fringepedia has to define it. I want Popeyes. I want KFC. I don't want Popeyes so badly I'll stab someone, but I do want Popeyes. (laughs) (laughs) I got Popeyes a couple weeks ago, and it was great. Oh, damn. We can't get fried chicken a lot because it gives my girlfriend migraines. Everything gives your girlfriend migraines. But, like, especially fried foods. Yeah, it's the salt and the oil, probably. Wait, we think it's the MSG, actually. Because it happens when uh, we order Chinese food as well. MSG Mm. will also do that to some people, give them migraines. Which means I haven't had, like, that takeout Chinese food in so long. (laughs) It's honestly probably dehydration um, from the MSG and the salt. Yeah, whatever it is, it's it's easier to cut it out. And so I am sad and I miss fried chicken. This is unfortunate. But it's great because Astrid's like, how many times are you going to do that? Like, you've already tested this out a bunch. Are you just going to keep playing with it? Or is this an excuse for you to... Are you just doing this so you can eat more fried chicken? (laughs) (laughs) And then Walter just, like, is about to bite into a a, a thigh and then just puts it down. He's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Fine, I know what this does already, but it's so fun to watch it melt the bones. (laughs) But Uh, I still have eight more pieces in my bucket. (laughs) Sort of upsetting because the entire bone doesn't just disintegrate; just a little portion of it does. Uh, well, I assume that's because he's not using as much dust as that dude inhaled, because that room gets filled with it when he uh, <laughs> when he pulls yeah. the string. Like, but yeah, um, they've they've figured out a little bit about what's going on. Um, <laughs> Walter's like, "Wow, look! It binds with the bones, and only the bones." Uh, <laughs> How convenient! Wow. Hey, and... William Bell and I worked on uh, a similar delivery method to vaccinate people without knowing them, but we dropped the project when President Nixon <laughs> tried to weaponize it. Well, he doesn't say Nixon. He says Tricky Dick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And Astrid goes, you worked for President Nixon? Uh, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but also seems surprised. Like, yeah, we, we know this. He worked with like five different presidents. Yeah, and they're putting drugs in the chemtrails to make the frogs gay. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, to Alex Jones's credit, I think th- it, there was like chemical drop off that was like doing something biological to the frogs. Well, it wasn't making them gay; it was changing their genders or changing <laughs> yeah. their sex. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that just that's just making them gay. <laughs> what's What's worse to, to Alex Jones: gay frogs or trans frogs? Hmm. Gay trans frogs. There we go. <laughs> right. I no, have. I won't, we're we're going to drop this line of questioning now. Yep. And get back to they're raiding uh, a Marine's house because he's the one who sent the package. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, and they get there and it's empty and there's no biological agents. And like they, <laughs> so they go in, in and there's a weird any camera gas pan. mask on or anything. Yeah, there's there's a weird pan back to Broyles, and he looks especially pissed, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a really good that's a really good pan back to Broyles, actually. Like, uh, he just looks super angry. Like, why the fuck am I here today? <laughs> Broyles, yeah. Broyles is like, just angry because this person's ex-military as well. <laughs> I listen. Fucking giving him a bad name. I was getting heavy. Um, Wait, are we in the scene where Burroughs is talking to Nina yet? No. No. Okay, okay. 
I, I um, have many thoughts about that scene. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are in the Marine's house, um, and Peter and Olivia are having their character development scene. And it's they do. awkward and horrible. Yep. It's everything you wanted. Um, and hey. what What's this character drama doing in my sci-fi fringe show? Yeah. God damn it. I saw the fucking cold open. I expect more bone hurting. <laughs> Give me more bone hurts. <laughs> Hurt my bones. <laughs> uh, but no, we have to, we have to get this. And yep, it is the continued drama and Olivia, like, more and more understanding of just like, hey, um, you know, what happened wasn't cool. Uh, but if you put milk in my coffee again, I will kill you. <laughs> but but yeah, hey, can, like, are you are you still thinking about her? Like, do I do you still think that I'm her or something like that? Like, what's happening at this point? Uh, yeah. Peter's like only in the bathroom at 2 a.m. Oh, <laughs> Christ almighty. It's because oh, he's man. sleepy. Also, also Charlie, because I or no, you you would have seen this, yeah, no, um, sort of sort of important at this point because, um, yeah, no, David, that that fringe spoiler article was talking it's, uh, exactly about this. Oh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a reference to a during the D and D session this week, which we played on a couple of days ago. Um, I was looking at my phone to check something, and Google will give you rec or Google will give you recommended articles sometimes, and I got an article that was just like. Uh, fringe his greatest betrayal needs to be discussed or some shit <laughs> and it was just spoilers and I was like ah and, and then out. like three hours later I got the same <laughs> notification on my phone uh, and I was like oh cool I can read this now I uh, think the only reason I didn't get the notification is because I immediately searched and read the article <laughs> I was like oh god no Google knows I care about fringe but they don't know I'm doing a podcast and don't haven't seen it all <laughs> there, there are like minor season three spoilers in that um like it's kind of impressive because like not only did google know that you've seen fringe but it like <laughs> it picked exactly the part that we're watching it's ridiculous yeah it's <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> neat technology and then you think about it and you're like oh wait oh bye gregory i'll miss you why did you address it why did you make that <laughs> God damn it. I'll miss you, friend. <laughs> Anyways, they're investigating the dude's apartment, um, and they're looking around, and they're like, man, this guy was ex-military. He has a bunch of gear. Unfortunately, he isn't here. Um, but then oh, Peter... Look. Heavy-duty canisters. Gasp. Who could have seen um, this coming? But then Peter f- finds the dude hiding outside, I guess, outside a window. <laughs> yeah, jumps off the roof to chase him. Mm-hmm. And like, you're in a cool chase scene and then the dude gets blindsided by a car <laughs> yeah. he doesn't get shot in the head by a random FBI agent nope he gets blindsided by a car and then we cut to them in the hospital at the dude's hospital bed and yeah they're like oh yeah he suffered severe brain damage um, basically he's, a he's, vegetable he's, he's, he's like, in a yeah. coma you, you don't get to question this guy his spine's <laughs> cutting off the blood flow even if he does wake up which we don't think he will he'll need help he'll need a machine to breathe and like beat his heart he's and basically the, dead so like if his spine is blocking the brain flow or the blood flow why don't they just melt his spine yep. with the bone hurting stuff just, yeah. just fix it all 
Well, to be fair, we 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 learn later that wouldn't work on him anyways. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> they could try it all they'd but like; it wouldn't work. This brings me to the most <laughs> what the fuck moment of this episode, in which Fringe Team has the problem of hey, the person we want to interrogate seems to be almost dead and in a coma. Hmm, how can we possibly solve this problem that we've never, ever encountered before? <laughs> that really wasn't, good. you know, uh, the major plot point of season one. <laughs> the answer it's, is the ghost nest work. Yes. <laughs> so angry. So, we've, all right, had so it, this, we've had a solution to this exact same problem like five times now. All right, so, so David, five I, I, different I, ways to to, to play to try and play the other side here. Um, okay, l- take me through the different ways that you're thinking for this of them of okay. them being able to interrogate him. Okay, first way, uh, mind sync. The the John Scott mind sync. Okay. John Scott mind sync. All right, uh, counterpoint to the John Scott mind sync. First of all, they do not have um, any sort of permissions that they're going to be able to get from him. For that to be okay, so this. What do you mean uh, they didn't get permission from John Scott? <laughs> yeah, but that was someone within their department. There's, there's going to be a lot more backlash of them just taking a random citizen and doing this. Um, he's not I mean, a random they, citizen. He's a terrorist. Yeah, they, they have proof of terrorist activity within his house. You can hundred percent patriot act this. Second, second counterpoint. Did you see what that fucking did to Olivia for like half a season? <laughs> yes, you get some random person to do it. <laughs> no. So so those are those are my counterpoints to that method. David, next one. Go. Uh the guy who got shot in the head, mind sink. Was dead. They were they were performing surgery on someone who was dead. This guy is not dead. They cannot kill him to do that. Yes, I they think could. He could. No. Uh <laughs> Patriot Act does not cover murder, I think, quite like that. Oh uh, I think you uh, need to reread your Patriot Act. <laughs> A right, Mr. Guantanamo There's a difference between cold-blooded murder and... <laughs> and torture? Because <laughs> one of those is worse. Yeah. It's up to ethics to decide which one. They have multiple solutions to this problem, is just what I'm saying. And it's <laughs> incredibly idiotic that they have to find a new solution to this. Listen, we needed to go back to season one Fringe, and that's what this entire episode feels like, and we are back to season one Fringe. Uh, except their solution isn't even, like, a season one Fringe, where it's not Walter doing something science <laughs> like... You're right. Uh... <laughs> Anyhow, we, they're talking to his wife, as they completely ignore the fact that they could probably cure this man. We're not even going to the fact they could probably cure this man. Like, surely Massive Dynamic has some way to do that. Don't worry about it. Help, Massive Dynamic... Okay, here's another <laughs> method. Massive Dynamic was reading John Scott's yep. recently dead body's brainwaves for information. Surely you could do that to a still-alive coma patient. Yep, they were. Nah, only works on dead people. Only, only when they've been dead less also has six the, hours. like, heal all injuries, like, magic device they invented a couple of, like, <laughs> last season. Like... Oh yeah, mass, massive dynamic is exceptional bullshit. Um, but it's fine. If uh, only, if only the fringe team knew the sole shareholder. Man, if only massive dynamic could get their mind control children project in. <laughs> you know the mind control children. Yeah, one, oh, one of those yeah. ones. <laughs> He's too busy being a Jedi. Yes. <laughs> 
but um, yeah, sorry. They're talking to the Marine, the brain, almost brain dead Marine's wife. And she's like, oh, he left the military four years ago. Uh, he did contract work and they came back and we started to plan a family. Uh, she got pregnant, but the baby died seven months into the pregnancy. Yep. Because apparently he passed on a DNA pathogen that left the baby without a skeleton. And once yep. again, I have a new worst thing that could happen to a person. Also, why you would know the second, like, seven months in seems very late to be finding this out. <laughs> so, by, I'm by, wondering by if seven months of, in, it triggered for some reason? So, so my that sort of bullshit counterpoint is that JJ has a habit of doing the whole, like, something kicks in at a certain point in pregnancy thing, because... Uh, uh, my girlfriend and like I've been catching like the like probably about half the episodes. My girlfriend's been watching through Lost, and you know uh, there's there's a similar thing on the on on there where it's like oh after a certain number of months the the baby does the explode and kills everyone. Uh, <laughs> very weird. Oh, I gotta go feed the cat. I'll be right back. Continue without me. <laughs> I believe. All right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the their uh, unborn baby's name was to be Madison and. Way back in that, let's go pat down the skin suit scene. Um, they find a card in the box that came with the doll that said "Happy Birthday from Madison." So this appears to be a revenge killing. Yep. Um, and also the the wife is like, "Oh, he finally did it!" And she's like, "Whoa, I didn't actually know he was going to do it. Like, I did not take him seriously." <laughs> he just wrote a very detailed plans on how to kill this guy, and then you know, I, I really like how she just admits to knowing that this was a possibility, and then is like, "Whoa, wait a second, this is the FBI." <laughs> I didn't know he was actually going to kill those people. <laughs> Whoa, please don't arrest me. That's, please. <laughs> um, well, I mean, she couldn't even be compelled to admit that anyway, so. Yeah. Remember, people, you can't be compelled to testify against your spouse. Pew, pew. Yay. Um, but apparently, uh, he, Aaron, the coma guy, uh, believed that he was exposed to something during his contract work. Um, and... Uh, where I've completely yeah, no, lost. They, they've, they've, the, he's, he's pretty sure that he was that this that the reason why he can't, you know, his his children don't have skeletons anymore, um, is because of this contract work, and he believes that this uh, doctor, the guy who lost his bones, um, you know, it was um, like he was the head scientist on this, and it was oh, his yes. fault. Uh, to yeah, which point, was... Olivia and Peter are like, damn, well, glad he's dead. Let's go stop the others from dying now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> there there's two other people who were with Aaron overseas yeah. during the contract and they, work. And they found two missing canisters when they found Ooh. some canisters in that guy's house. But oh, oh. Bef before we can do that, Walter um, is... Wait, are we, did, we, did we just miss the uh, Nina Sharp meeting with Boris? No, not yet. Nope. Okay, okay. Um, Don't worry. We're getting the phone call from Walter saying that he is hungry, out of money, and gas, and he ah. needs a pickup in New Hampshire. <laughs> we, we this are is back where to I season went. one. Where are you, Astrid? What's happening? <laughs> we are back to season one, and I love it. Because this is just, <laughs> once again, season one Walter. Yep. <laughs> Coming back like, out Walter, in force. what the fuck are you doing all the way here with a slushie? And he's like, I'm looking for Simon Phillips. He was a Katexafan patient of mine. And he could read minds, and I've neglected to bring this up until now. Also, I kicked him out of the program <laughs> because he was going to figure out all of our secrets. Well, yeah, uh, they specifically, they, Olivia's like, I read over all of those files. Like, 
there was no like blah name in these files and walter's like ah yes we kicked him out because he developed the ability to read minds and we were like whoa that's too far get the fuck (laughs) out (laughs) like even walter realized that was fucked up uh Mainly for self-preservation. They They kicked him out. He did nothing to stop the ability as well. He was just like, (laughs) oh, well, time to kick him out. Good luck, kid. (laughs) Get out of my sight. Good luck. (laughs) And so they they find his home in Vermont, and then Walter goes and pisses on the side of it. You know, casual things to do. Yeah. Uh, And turns around, and the guy's like, why are you peeing on the side of my house? Also, I can read your mind. But yeah, uh, I, I like how they do the whole like mind reading here of just like whispering voices. Uh, it's very creepy. It's it's good. I like it. Um, and it's it's yeah. it's just annoying enough, and just enough that I couldn't quite like make out without like really concentrating to try and hear what was being said there. It's good. Yeah, it gives you a good idea of what he hears too. Where yeah, you're like, wow, I, I, this I is annoying. The, I want the 4D experience where also my brain is hurting the entire time. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude does not look comfortable while he's reading minds, and you're like, ah, this is why he lives out in the woods by himself. Yeah, they do mention it as well. Walter mentions it later once they uh, calm him down and they're talking to him. He's like, yeah, every new thought he reads is an added sensor, so his body gives him more adrenaline, which it's, it's a, ends up yeah. making him nauseous and gives it's, him a headache. It's it's just everything is just a stress on him. Like these yeah. are all stressors. This Sounds is bad. horrendous. Sounds like having a permanent like semi panic attack. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But I think he he does he try to read Olivia's mind and is like, hey, why can't I read your mind? Yes. Yeah, no, he's he's sitting beside Olivia and looks at her and or no, Olivia uh he's pointing the gun at Walter and yeah. then Olivia's like, hey, drop the gun, turns around, looks at her and is like, Why the fuck are you not making sounds? Why why can't I read you? And Walter's like, Well, you see, some mutants are immune to other mutants' powers. <laughs> and, and Simon turns back around and he's like, Wait, why are you bald and in a wheelchair? <laughs> When did this happen? When did I switch franchises? Oh no! <laughs> Am I yeah, gonna be a is... cool character? No, you're gonna be that one X Men one off where you're the kid whose power is that he explodes. Oh god, that was a sad comment. <laughs> have you oh. ever have you ever read that one, Nick? No. The kid finds out he's a mutant. He's all jazzed about it because he's like, "I'm gonna be an X Man." And he talks to Beast, and Beast is like, ah, yes, your mutation is that at a point of your choosing, you can explode. And the kid's like, oh, cool, I can create explosions? He's like, no, 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 you blow up. He's like, and then I heal myself. And Beast is like, no, you blow up (laughs) once, and then you die. Hmm. uh... (laughs) No bueno. (laughs) And then his parents get stepped on by a sentinel. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite depressing. (laughs) <laughs> Alrighty, well, let's go inside the cabin out. where Simon is recuperating from hearing new voices in his head. Uh... And he's like, "Oh my god, this is the first actual authentic conversation I've had in twenty years because I don't know what you're thinking." This is amazing. <laughs> we aren't meant to hear each other's thoughts. He's like, "Do you want to <laughs> marry me?" Please. Please. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Uh, and Olivia's like, man, I wish I could read thoughts. Uh, <laughs> and the guy's like, are, how, how are you being this insensitive? Can you see what this does to me? <laughs> Hi, do you mind if I abuse and profiteer from your abilities? <laughs> and then send you back away once I'm done? Hey, uh, do you want to rain man this shit and go to Vegas? 
<laughs> but she's like, listen, I need your help. Otherwise, people are going to die. Now I'm going to guilt you into coming to Boston. He's like, Boston, the city that big? I'm going to die. He's like, well, the greater good, I guess. <laughs> That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> oh, they at least try and do something to help him. Except really all they're doing is just isolating the sounds that he only hears the one man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, we, uh, we, we get this scene of, um, hey, look, Walter has continued to be horrible in his past life and fucked up yet another person. Um, yep. we, we thought we'd found them all, but nope, there's more of them. Well, Peter's uh, like, hey, Walter, how many more? How many more Detective Van <laughs> kids are there? How many more X-Men? <laughs> as many as the plot demands. Are we going to well, get a important. Scarlet Witch moment where someone says no more Katexafran children? <laughs> it's important to note as well that it's not even just Cortexafan kids. Like, we had it in season one where it was like, yep, I just happened to be experimenting on these people. Now they can, like, you know, listen to the ghost network. Uh, <laughs> it turns out all human thought actually operates on the ghost network, and he can tap into the ghost network. Wow. <laughs> Isn't the ghost network great? Ghost network, ghost network. Ghost network. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh. Um, but then we cut into a, another office building and three guys enter an elevator and, oh, hey, look, there's a doll duct tape to the roof of this elevator. Um, and it says, happy birthday from Carla. I guess we should stay in this elevator. And according to Fringepedia, as the elevator ascends, the three men are heard screaming after the IED, improvised explosive doll, explodes. Oh my god. <laughs> it appears to be yet another willful and deliberate bioterror assassination. And by far my favorite point of the part of this is as the elevator is riding, rising, we get the fucking THX like sound effect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we do. <laughs> It's not quite that, obviously, because that one's copyrighted, but oh man, is it close. <laughs> it's, and also, it's... Fringe, what the fuck? This is horrific again. <laughs> Stop melting people's bones in public spaces. While they scream. <laughs> Luckily, this time, they used the blue smoke to mostly hide the fact and, like, I guess, save money on the VFX budget. Yeah. Well, no, it, we, you and I both know that, that that probably that first guy, those were probably like cardboard tubes and things. Like that was probably all like real actually done by the prop department. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see if they we get to the uh, special features of this season, if they talk about that at all. And they're just like, yeah, nope, we, we made that human looking glove um, and stuffed it with some cardboard. And that's why <laughs> so it crumbles like that. It was, we actually removed the bones from this man. <laughs> Yeah, we, we got Gilderoy Lockhart to come out. Because uh, magic is real, kids. <laughs> John Noble comes out and is like, magic is real. Look at this. Waves wizard. around a, a hand that doesn't have any bones in it. I'm a wizard. Pulls out a needle, jabs it in himself. It's all fake. It's all fake. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like there is a specific special feature related to this episode. Oh, okay. No. They might go over it in one of the general features, yeah. but there uh, is uh an unusual side effects, which is the gag reel. Okay. Excellent. Those those are always fun. But um, hey, that's that's for another like 14 episodes from now that we have to worry about that. We yes. cut from here to Olivia arriving at the hospital with uh Mind Reader. 
Yes. Yep, they're clearing out the hospital wing, um, and the person's like, why, why am I doing this? This is a lot of resources that I'm having to divert. And they're like, ah, yes, we're bringing a mind reader in to, to read this person's <laughs> head, mind. And they're like, all right, I guess you won't tell me. Also, if you talk about this to anyone else, I'll have you killed. <laughs> I would know if you do. We have a mind reader. Mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> he knows when you're guilty. <laughs> um. But yeah, they bring him over to read the mind of the uh, still alive but in a coma. I get I, whatever body. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, he's having some trouble because he's not picking up any clear thoughts, and he's like, "Hey, maybe if you ask him some stuff." And so Olivia starts asking the dude questions, and then eventually, uh, mind reader, uh, what's mind reader's name? Um, Simon mind reader Simon <laughs> Simon is able to pick out a couple like random thoughts he um, jots them down on notepad for Olivia and then she kind of brings it to the rest of the team and they start going over it and then they're like okay here's some random names like the Mar- Mar- Marjorie or Mar- uh, Marjorie whatever and then like jellyfish something about project jellyfish and they're like project jellyfish jellyfish are the only animals about bones they don't have any of those bones <laughs> Like, they're like, ah, oh, that must be the project's name. All right, let's go talk to them let's, about let's, it. Nope, and Project let's go, let's Jellyfish go talk to a is a private the... corporation um, who has better dealings with the DOD than myself, a colonel uh, in a the colonel military. in the army. Yep, where I was just like, let me go ask Nina. This is not an excuse to go get laid, I swear. <laughs> what would happen if Project Jellyfish just turned out to be a project to give humans four hearts? Project Jellyfish was just, just a personal glow. project for him. Like it's him making jelly in the shape of fish. <laughs> there was actually supposed to be a space, but he didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to denote that those are two different words when saying them out loud. Well, well, even better. No, no, no. It was about the military thing, but it was jelly space fish because that's what they were doing to the fish that they were testing. They on. were turning fish into jelly. <laughs> imagine if they tried that powder out on a jellyfish verse and they're like does it work and they're like i don't know it's still it's still alive we think they would go they would go yeah it worked the jellyfish has no bones (laughs) (laughs) it obviously worked (laughs) we're geniuses (laughs) we use the powder on the jellyfish and the jellyfish has zero bones actually it has it has the opposite effect it gives the jellyfish bones The jellyfish walks oh. on land. Now it's a monster movie. <laughs> oh, oh Jelly, Jellyfisher look. stands the fuck up with bones now. <laughs> oh. But now we get the scene, or we get another scene here where um, Peter ends up getting a call. He walks away, and we get another scene between Olivia and uh, Simon. Simon, where Olivia once again goes, man, wish I could read minds, and she looks towards <laughs> Peter. <laughs> and the guy's like, really, it's not good. I don't like this. <laughs> like it's it's just so inconsiderate like you're like oh man this guy's been living by himself for 20 years olivia walks in the first thing she's like is like like, man i really wish i could do this Uh, (laughs) but hey it's fine i guess um now we get my favorite scene of this episode where Broyles <laughs> walks into Nina's office and they're talking and Nina's like, all right, um, yeah, Project Jellyfish doesn't officially exist. And Broyles is like, what the fuck? You couldn't have told me this over the phone? <laughs> and he was like, no, no, I called it a friend. And then um, this guy, we've seen this guy before, yeah? I don't 
I sort of. So. I think we have. I think we. I think, we've, I think we've met the, the, the CIA. Oh, is before. this from from Space Ghost? I think this is oh, Space yeah. Ghost. Man, Space Ghost makes sense because he's CIA, and he looks. Ankle he deep he in definitely looks dust. familiar. Oh so yeah, I think this is first first seen in Earthling. Yeah. yeah. So this is Space Ghost Man, and he walks in. and He's like, Ah, Nina asked me to look into this, and Bros looks so pissed off for some reason to see him. <laughs> Should have known the CIA was involved. (laughs) I don't know if I brought this up in Earthling, but um, he plays a character on Stargate SG One for a couple of seasons. I think he did. That sounds familiar. (laughs) But okay, best line of this entire scene is CIA Space Ghost Man going, and you know, you know better than I do. As he looks to Broyles, that Nina gets what she wants. Maybe that's why Broyles is so pissed is he knows that they that that's Nina's new boy toy. No. Or I Nina just, used to bang him. What I read it as is they definitely had a threesome. <laughs> Broyles did not want to be a part of it, but Nina forced him to. <laughs> is what I read for this because of the energy that was going on. It was recent too. Like this is <laughs> it's like a week ago or something. Oh no. She's like, listen, I, I need, I need to, I need a favor from the CIA, uh, and I need your help for it. Because <laughs> there's like so much tension going on; it's ridiculous. I also like how he tries to take, like, I don't know if it's a shot against Broyles where he's, he's like, oh hey, yeah, Downey, uh, and a bunch of other guys were inoculated as part of Project Jellyfish, mm-hmm. um, but they pass it on to their children. Um, and he's like, oh, along the government gave Downey like a house and 25 acres of farmland just south of Boston. And he's like in fringe division's backyard, I think. And it seems like kind of a shot, but like. They've definitely all fucked. That's, that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely what happened. That's why they're acting this way. Do you think they, they all have, and CIA they all have guy... the energy of people who have seen each other's genitals? Do you think Broyles and CIA guy were like in their own like private relationship and then Nina came in and was like, nah, you're both like at the very <laughs> least bi now? And Broyles is like, okay. And no, then I that think... split up and then Broyles got married and had a kid. <laughs> no, I think Nina and Broyles are in a solid committed relationship, but Nina wanted a threesome. So she got the CIA dude. And then partway through the threesome, Nina just let the two of them go at it. And that's why Broyles is so awkward about it. <laughs> Because Nina fully walked away and made a sandwich or something. And they, they didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they you tricked us. Going. And she's like, I, you could have stopped any time. <laughs> That's my headcanon for this. No, no, Nina, Nina gets up, but she leaves her arm. <laughs> and the arm is just like stroking something. <laughs> that would be the best part. Left the uh, arm on the vibrate setting and walked <laughs> out for a little while. <laughs> and, and I guess I guess they're like may- maybe they even knew that there was only the arm, and they're like, "This is this is normal." Uh, <laughs> she not does this, this all shit the again. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no. When CIA Space Ghost dude mentions. Um, that there's the acres of government land or something. We cut to the farm or farmland and we can see the uh, two, uh, we presume the two other guys um, working on essentially like a bomb jacket <laughs> t- t- deployment <laughs> system for the blue yeah. powder. 
And, and yep. they're not wearing gas masks or anything, so we can nope. assume that these are the other inoculated people. Yeah, because yeah, they... then they test it out on themselves. Yep, and they breathe it in, and hey, they don't turn into jellyfish. <laughs> they're they're fine. <laughs> well, it's important to note they do at least wear goggles. They they got yeah. safety goggles on. <laughs> Listen, they don't want to get powder in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's just like you just got to rinse it out, but it's still annoying. <laughs> like that's just sand in your eye. Like that's just not fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they continue searching the farm, um, and Walter's like, oh, the powder's been fully oxidized, because that apparently matters, and is thus harmless. Yep. Which Don't worry about it, it's fine. Like, we didn't sh- have enough hazmat suits for, for everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. anyways. <laughs> Some actors looking directly at Anatorv refuse to wear hazmat suits, so you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I we have to go back to the first scene briefly, um, where Olivia is kind of like she's trying to be nonchalant about Folivia to Nina, but is obviously upset and it's like, no, it's cool. Like she was a different person. She had friends. She went out. And then it cuts to Nina and it really sounds like it's an eighty yard line. And you hear Olivia go, She even wore dresses sometimes. Well, oh, wouldn't yes, you know of what it happens later. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, uh, as they search the barn and everything, Peter finds a piece of paper that has Marion Douglas Wing printed on it, and it's a new art showing at the Farn Arts Museum. And uh, Thorne, who is the congressman who approved Project Jellyfish, he's having a fundraiser there. Yay. And so that's the next target. Former, former director of like some sort of something. Former military. U.S. Army general. Um, um, Jim Thorne. Yeah. So they and have to go undercover at the Fine Arts Museum. And <gasps> Olivia gets to put on a pretty dress. Yeah. It is a very nice dress, though. It, it is, it is wow, she looks dress. good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's impressive when. Well, it is still black. Like, she is still wearing the blues and blacks, but. Yeah, yeah. as she fucking so, better be. <laughs> Do you think she yeah, went They were she, like, she, Anna, you're wearing a dress this next scene. She's like, let me pull something out of my closet I've been dying to wear for a while. <laughs> But uh, yes, and they uh, they do we get do get a scene where they go back to the van and mind reader dude is there and he just looks up and he goes, "I'm not gonna get to go home, am I?" <laughs> Why does it feel like I've been kidnapped by the government? And now I have to do their bidding. He sounds so defeated as well. He sounds like, "Oh man." Well, yeah. it's great because normally, from literally anyone other than Olivia, he would have known for sure. But this was yeah. the first time he had to ask. <laughs> this is the first time in a long time he's had to guess. <laughs> He like looked and was like, I, I can sort of read facial expressions. I haven't had to do that in a long time. <laughs> well, okay. So if you could read minds, do you think you would be the best at reading facial expressions? Because you've had all this sort of experience of no. reading facial experiences with the mind, like knowing what they actually No, mean, I get thoughts? lazy. I no, get it's, so fucking lazy. Or would you be bad at it? Because it, it's, it's, like it's, it's like playing a game with a cheat code. You, you mm-hmm. stop using the skills that make you good at the game and you just cheat all the time. So oh, you would okay. get horrible at reading uh, body language, facial language, anything that isn't a thought, you would just mm. stop caring about because you have all the information you need. Okay, yep. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That would be that would at least be what my take would be from it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it could go either way because there are people who In, like. I, so I think if you specifically made the effort and mm-hmm. like, I think for probably the first couple months and then I think 
like most people after the first couple months would just be like, okay, this isn't going away. Why would I need to like keep putting in this yeah. effort? Right. I think even subconsciously, your body would be like, I don't need to memorize any of this. I don't need to store like that person said angry things and had an angry face and was shaking their fist. I think that all kind of slides away and you just get the thought of, I'm going to kill this man. Fair enough. Uh, how, how do you think? Because they, they talk about as well that this guy, um, that this started when he was like in like middle school and high school. And then like, well, it started, you know, basically, he said he was, in, he was 10 so yeah, no, but he was like, it sort of developed over like, you know, high school. And it's like, yeah, high school would be super rough. Because can you imagine trying to write a test when half of the people are giving the wrong answer in your head and half well, of them are does, giving the right answer? He does specifically mention that eventually something happened and he couldn't turn it off, which yeah. I think implies that when it first happened, he could turn it off, which at that point, he was just a superhero. Like, yeah, he, yes. was, he was just an X-Men at that point. Yeah, once again, the Fringe, Fringe continues the theme of superheroes gone wrong. Yeah. Yes. Um, there is also a scene of him. They treat it as kind of cute, but it's it's bordering more on creepy. He's drawing a woman, and Olivia's oh, yeah. like, Olivia's like, well, oh, you. There's plenty of pictures of this up in your cabin. He's like, oh yeah, she's the woman at my coffee shop, and she's absolutely perfect. But I'm I can't talk to her because of my condition. And I'm like, this dude's just stalking a woman. Yep. 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 I've been oh, watching man, a lot of um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's on <laughs> Disney Plus. Oh, is it actually? Um, it's on stars. Yeah, yeah it's on <gasps> stars. All awesome. of Always Sunny. It's very good second screen watching. Um, I just watched an episode actually where Lance Riddick showed up, and I was very confused. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Lance Riddick showed up. I'm like, wait, what? Um, but uh, oh, what was my point with Always Sunny? Oh, yeah, it, it seemed like a very Charlie thing to do with the uh, waitress. <laughs> oh, going, yeah. uh, and she's perfect, and I just been drawing pictures of her and i just put all the pictures i draw of her up in my cabin <laughs> and then i drive by the coffee shop and look at her it's and like, read oh, her God, thoughts <laughs> well no specifically he doesn't he doesn't oh, right. want to yep. find i out. don't want to know her thoughts because she's just gonna be like pitying me because like all women she's just gonna be terrible <laughs> <laughs> like oh dude <laughs> not cool man not cool yeah that's not healthy um but yeah we're at the fine arts museum olivia's wearing a pretty dress and she's taking simon they're gonna walk around inside and he can read the minds of everyone so he'll know who the assassins are and another fbi agent is like oh hey we figured out the uh the like dispersal vest they're wearing um you're going to have to shoot the assassins (laughs) in the mouth and sever the spinal cord to prevent them from reflexively pressing down on the detonation yep. button. Yeah, because well, holy also... shit! Why? Like well, it's it's insane. <laughs> I will. I like this as well because they're like, "Hey, how good of a shot are you?" And she's like, "Yeah." Apparently, but... Olympic gold medal level now. Yeah, because she's. They do mention that she gets that skill. Yep. She did get the shooting skill somehow from the memories, which makes zero sense, but she did get Muscle the Olympic memory. gold medal sharpshooting skills. She does nail the shots later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're walking through, uh, I think, like a kitchen area. Um, and someone's like, oh, hey, you're not supposed to be there. And Olivia's like, oh, he doesn't feel well. And the guy walks away and Simon's like, that's him. <laughs> Well, yeah, we hear we hear thoughts of like, what the fuck? That that that's a cop. Uh, oh my god, that's th- that per- woman in dress is very obviously a cop. I need to get out of here. <laughs> that dress is, is not nearly slutty enough for an art opening. <laughs> oh, 
It's it's either black or blue. It, it she has to be a cop. They they all try and hide, like hide. <laughs> uh, but Olivia essentially just turns around and then pops him in the head. Well, no, he she follows him down a hallway and he's like hiding in some crates, and then um, she looks in a plate and sees his reflection on like a metal tray or something, and so is able to get a jump on him. Doesn't shoot him in the head, shoots him in the chest, but he doesn't have. Uh, the vest. Finger on the trigger yet? Yeah. Well, no, he's not wearing a vest. Right, because only have one vest. Right, right, right. Yeah, and so they're like, "Oh, the other assassin must have it," and so she's like, "I'm gonna drag this physically ill man who gets more physically ill, the closer he is to more people, into a room full of people." Yeah. Oh, also, one of them is a congressman and might have knowledge of state secrets, so we're totally gonna have to kill him afterwards. <laughs> I. I'm so shocked that they didn't kill mind control mind read dude in this episode just to wrap up that loose end. Like, yep, he's still around. <laughs> I am absolutely astounded, and I will continue now to be furious every time there's a situation where mind reading would be useful and he doesn't show back up. Oh, so so the the real question is when the end of this episode happens, does this guy get to go back to his cabin, or is the FBI just going to go, hey, we lost a bunch of those Cortexafan kids. We could use a couple more of them. If I, Simon Phillips never shows up again, I am going to be furious. I think I think you let him go back to his cottage, but every now and then you drop by, like you send Olivia or somebody, and you're just like, hey, take this dude. He's not talking. We need to know like a terrorist attack is coming. Bring him to Simon's. It'll take like five minutes, and then you give him like twenty grand or whatever he wants, like nudies of that coffee shop girl, and then you leave, <laughs> and that's it, and that's the agreement. I'm just gonna get. I'm listen. I I hope you're ready for future rage. I'm always ready for future rage. That's that's why we made this podcast. <laughs> it, it is. Um. But yeah, they're walking through, and then uh, did we get to the scene where she talks to those two guards about like? Yeah, no, that happens before. Um, okay, so we do get a short scene earlier where they, they walk up to two guards and she's like, hey, have you evacuated the, the uh, congressman? And he's like, have you tried to evacuate a four-star general when you say his life's in danger? Blah, 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 blah. And they walk away and then um, Simon's like, hey, that, that one thought you were hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do a get just a line. couple <laughs> random ones. But, just uh, walks yeah. away and he's like, he has a semi. <laughs> Um, but later on, they're sort of like after icing that first dude, they're going through trying to find the second one. And um, do they like bump into him or do they just spot him? Like, how does this happen? He basically um, he's um, Simon's Simon listening to the in- entire crowd and then mm-hmm. starts to look around as he hears some things about it. it's like it's weird. I haven't heard from him. I, I guess I gotta just go do this. And he looks up and he's like, "Man, blue tie. I'm, I'm gonna go faint now because holy yeah. shit, this is too yeah. many people." <laughs> And Lydia's like, cool, I'm going to leave you here. You're going to slow me down. Bye. (laughs) I got this. Gun ready. Yeah, and the the assassin, like, tries to get up to where the congressman is and the security detail is like, no. The guy's like, well, I got, I guess, no choice but to show my, like, suicide bomber-ish vest that'll kill everyone but me. So I guess murder vest. Um, It's just murder vest. (laughs) And Olivia's like, nope, and shoots him directly in, like, the throat. (laughs) Yep. Like that that is one hell of a shot, and I don't oh, yeah. think it's possible. 
Hey man, it, there's there there's there is a uh, non-zero chance. I'm sure. <laughs> Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Mind reading, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but Nick, shapeshifters. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the crowd starts screaming. Uh, I'm sure Simon has at this point passed the fuck out from the even louder. No, because <laughs> like internal screams. Uh, Olivia looks down and he's like sitting next to the stairs, and he gives her like a thumbs up. Yeah. Which is so, insane, because I'm assuming the entire crowd all of a sudden went, Oh god, god, I'm gonna die! Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, god, god, ah! Uh, and then, yeah, they're, they're wheeling the assassin's bodies out. Peter shows up and he gives Olivia coffee. No milk in it. I don't remember how she takes her coffee if it's black. Uh, like with one Black with one sugar. Which is so not, not what black, black. means. It's, it is in fact not black, but hey, don't worry. It's black with one Can sugar. Can I get a black Just coffee with two milk and two sugar? <laughs> you mean a double-double? No, a black coffee it's with also two not milk a double and two double. sugar. <laughs> I don't know, my coffee. Uh, double-double <laughs> is two milk, two sugar. I think David said black with two sugar. No, I no, said two Dave, milk and two sugar. Oh, that is Fuck you, Charlie. I know my coffee sort of, I guess. <laughs> The crazy double people double was cream, not milk. Uh, I think they're used interchangeably. The crazy people are those who oh, drink okay. four by fours. Oh my they're god, ins- those are they're insane. At that point, just get a goddamn latte. Like that's what they want, but they're like dudes who drive pickup trucks and take their Twitter profile pictures or them with sunglasses in their trucks, and so they have to get just Tim's. get a bright pink drink from Starbucks. Like, there's no shame in that. No, if David. If you don't those... like coffee, you don't like coffee. You don't gotta drink it. David, just like the frogs, those ones are going to turn me gay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says that with such confidence. Like he's tried one before and went, "No, I can't do this. It's not allowed." <laughs> I've put too much into this straight relationship. <laughs> And so he dumped that Starbucks unicorn frappe down the sink. Oh man, the unicorn frappe wasn't even very good. <laughs> no, it, they all looked horrible too. Anyhow, uh, Peter yes. gives her the coffee and is like, hey, you look fucking hot in that dress. And then leaves. And Olivia's like, that was kind of weird. Simon's like, he meant it. <laughs> he meant it. Also, uh, here, dri- drive, drive me back to my cabin. Um, and I have here, a that entire thing. <laughs> I have a letter. (laughs) Remember that entire, remember that entire like episode, this entire episode when you've been trying to abuse my powers to figure out what Peter's thinking here, get (laughs) out of my face. Stop asking. It hurts. You want this letter. (laughs) It happened by accident this time. So I guess it's okay. I got it from a witch. I have to leave that in now. Yes, you do. I've, re- I've, re- I've referenced it too many times. <laughs> yeah, so he, he gives Olivia an envelope that has Peter's thoughts written down inside of it. And then we cut to Nina sitting at Massive Dynamic. And she's looking over all the copies of the first people book. And she's like, oh my god. Look at all the look at author this. All names. The same names. Are anagrams. <laughs> For Sam Weiss. 
Which wow. seems like you should have figured that out sooner. Like <laughs> it's, it's impressive. This English one was written by a man called Mass Weiss. <laughs> what does it mean, Mass Weiss? Like... Mass do you mean, Swiss. Do you mean Wham Sice? <laughs> Wham Sice. <laughs> no, it's 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 Ma Sice. Or 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 Sass Weissum. Sass Weissum's good. What about swam mice? But like, uh, yeah, one of them is uh, Seamus Wiles. <laughs> how how did you not know this? How did Brandon not look at this and go, ah, yes? Yeah, like oh. how not even like a rudimentary analysis of the text. Like I would assume you would be doing like um a bunch of letter frequency, word frequency stuff. How would you not be like, hey, all the author names happen to share the exact same letters? Huh, weird. Well, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> Anyways, time to go back to my job. <laughs> oh, well, that's neat. Time to go bowling. <laughs> With my good friend, Mass Weiss. <laughs> Sass Weissum. <laughs> and he's like mopping up the floors. And um, who directed this episode? Uh, Dennis Smith. Hey, Dennis, did you just discover what Dutch tilt is? Okay, yeah, I was gonna reference these Dutch angles. I get fucking dizzy looking at this. Holy shit, is there a lot of them? Because it's not even like Dutch tilt, like, left high, right low. It bounces back and forth. Zoom! So I will say... I, all of the Dutch angles do tend to include, it's usually a close-up shot of one person. When there's the two shot, it goes back to normal. But, um, and I think that's what like gives me nausea. I think it's, Dutch angle's supposed to give you nausea, though. That is the, the point, is it's well, supposed no. to make you uncomfortable. No, 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 but like normal Dutch angles, like, it's like one scene or you, you actually physically see the camera, like Turn the frame shifts. Tilt, yeah. This one, I swear... It's not a constant angle. It is no. Con- it is. It's different. And then the jump, the when it cuts, it's at a different Dutch angle, which is real bad for your. Uh, and then it, it gradually, yeah. it gradually goes down and back up. Like I think it's a digital Dutch angle. Yeah. Which which is worse. <laughs> I I don't know. This this was horrible. But basically, yeah, Nina is like, hey, why are you the author of all the first people books, and what is the device for? Uh, and Sam's like, oh, hey, yeah, um, ignore the books. Uh, the device has never been found, though. It's only, like, in lore. And it was in my D&D novel, and I decided to write <laughs> a lot about it. No one's ever found it, though. Um, but, oh, the device is specifically in tune with Peter's frequency. Whatever the fuck that means. And, oh, his state of mind changes the frequency. So whatever Olivia he loves and whatever Olivia he chooses... That's the universe that will survive. Yep. And then he sits down at the desk and he goes, ah, if only this desk was a time desk. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, this is like the lamest thing ever of them trying to tie in the whole Olivia Olivia Peter relationship thing. I hate it so much. This feels like a CW show. 
This feels, this feels like Vampire Diaries or some shit like this that. This feels like the Hunger Games shit. Like, this feels like a YA novel. So, so it's this important is to worse note than... the, the, that shit was happening while while this came out. Like it it fits the times, sadly. But, but this God, is this it. is somehow worse from a hey, choose choose either white dude with like cropped hair and white dude with different colored crop hair. It's choose between Olivia and choose between Olivia but with red hair. Yep. But also choose between Olivia, the person you've known, or you know the foreign agent who seduced you. Yeah, <laughs> the, and like the, the literal rapist. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so weird. But yeah, Nina's like, oh, Peter will choose our Olivia, obviously, and Sam's like, I wouldn't be so sure about that. I don't know about you. There's still a lot of episodes left in the season, and they gotta milk it somehow. I don't know what you're talking about. Nina turns to Sam Weiss and goes, "Gg easy," and then walks out. (laughs) And then um, uh, Olivia's in her apartment, and she opens up the envelope, and that's uh simon gave her and all it says is he still has feelings for her Ooh. Oh, no. but sam doesn't know about alternate universes so that could easily just be he was thinking about olivia simon doesn't know about alternate universes yeah Yo. that's that's what i mean like he could easily be yeah, misinterpreting is, yeah or Yo. or simon's picked up every single bit of knowledge that has happened in the last three seasons <laughs> He's well, just in the know, and he's going to have his own amazing spinoff where he gets hunted by the government. Well, no, it's really great. On the car ride on the car ride back, he's like, hey, I was listening to that Walter guy's thoughts. And he like told me about like three other different ways that you've interrogated people. <laughs> Dead people before? So you didn't need me? What the fuck? <laughs> He was he was trying to give these like bullshit explanations, but was like, but but he was just thinking in his head, nah, I wanted to go meet this guy again. Also, uh, now I know how to make this amazing strawberry smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's the end of our episode. Um, the Observer saunters into Congressman Thorne's Whoa. gala fundraiser just before Olivia intercepts the final assassin, and the glyph for this episode is Hatch. I just have to wonder if Lost was having their first season finale around this time and he was doing a tie-in. I don't fucking know. I don't know what Hatch refers to. Lost, no. So Lost and Fringe were like back-to-back, basically. Like, Lost yeah. ended just as Fringe started. Hatch. It's like how um they, they're hatching a plan. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm assuming that this is actually like the 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 like hatching of like love interest or hatching of like the the second Except half no of the one season's says plot. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's terrible. It's no it's almost says... as bad. As... It's not even like doors were opened in this episode, like hypothetically. Listen, like, and you it's, say, like, it's still it's still better than everyone's favorite time of the episode. <laughs> the next episode clue. All right. Um, what is it? All right, David. So if you remember back to the last episode, as I, I know that you're great with memory, um, nope. and you think back to when Peter's chasing that shapeshifter, um, and the shapeshifter's like, man, it's so hard to have a son. Well, if you looked in the background while all of that was happening, um, you would have noticed a garbage, like a garbage can. But in fact, it's beside the garbage can where there's a recycling bin. And written on that recycling bin, or not even written on it, on a sticker is the word powder blue, foreshadowing the powder blue bioweapon yielded throughout this episode. Uh, <laughs> fine. 
<laughs> oh, apparently, okay. apparently the safe code has been used before. The code is 052010, and uh, Walter uses the same code, 52010, to open the locked daycare building um, in the Cortexafan trials in Jacksonville, and says, I always use the same combination, though I can't remember the significance. So, hmm. apparently him and William Bell use the same safe code. Don't do that. Randomly generate one. Um, make sure Never. the numbers have no significance to you. Use a password manager. All that jazz. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> episode ratings? Uh, this is like a, a strong three and a half. The fringe stuff is fun. It feels like a fun season one kind of season two episode. Yep, season one and season yep. two. While we're in season three, as as you yeah. go, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's a season fun one or ep- season two. The only other two seasons. <laughs> you know, I, I I just mean like in terms of season two had a lot of at the beginning like this is a throwback to like this is just a fringe like self contained fringe episode and it feels a lot like that um, and then they sprinkle in some first people shit. Yeah. Um to try and drive the plot forward at a snail's pace, but they're they're doing their best here. Yeah. Um yeah, no. My my rating for this is basically like it's it's yeah, it's either a three or a three and a half. Um I enjoyed the going back to season one part, but it is just season one. It's got the same sort of God, what are these plot flaws and also God what are what is going on? <laughs> but it's it's got all the things that you like from season one too. Uh so it feels it feels about right for it to be uh you know three or three and a half the the average yeah. from season one uh i'm gonna give this episode a two Ooh. hey purely good. because of the fucking ending with sam weiss and going hey peter <laughs> whoever you pick that's the universe that gets to live <laughs> absolutely yep, not that, that that part does certainly bring <laughs> Com- down the that rating that part completely ruins this episode which is otherwise would be like a three or three and a half for me because it's a nice solid fringe but the fact that they're going that way with the plot makes me hate this episode <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's just a season downturn for you rating oh, right there absolutely like ugh. like like david up up until this episode what would you rate the season at i'm curious the season i don't know the season's been weird like <laughs> it's been real up and down i think overall with plot hooks and weird stuff um yeah probably a three three and a half that's fair and now and now what do you think the season is after this episode <laughs> Wait, well if they continue with this plot line a one <laughs> <laughs> If the, if the climax of this fucking season is Peter tearfully telling R. Olivia that he chooses her, like that's what saves the universe. What the fuck, Fringe? What the actual fuck? Even more uh, down mean, points if he dies somehow in that process, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, Olivia, because I love you." Absolute nonsense, trash. I'm excited for either David to be very happy that that's not what happens or very, very pissed off that he made the call. Uh, (laughs) He's going to be happy that he made the call and he's going to be pissed at the same time. 
nonsense garbage. Yeah, if that one happens, if the, if that exact thing happens, it's gonna be great. I uh, would be more into it if he chooses other Olivia. <laughs> if he chooses for Olivia. I would be more down of that as an ending for the season. If it's just like, yeah, sorry, I, I guess I just like gingers, and then <laughs> our universe dissolves. She 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 wears the dress better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would be more into it that. And Olivia, Olivia's like, she also wore this dress? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, this went a little long. Oh my, um, just a bit. God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had some fun with this episode, I think. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a like and review on your podcasting service of choice. Uh, be it one of the big ones like Spotify, uh, iTunes, or Google Play, or one of the small ones like Podbean, um, Stitcher, or like Alexa, or Amazon Podcast, Audible. Uh, yes, the small one ones, Amazon. I think Amazon's <laughs> small when it comes to podcasts so far. <laughs> as it not, they don't have as much of a listener base compared to the other ones. That's fair. Uh, yeah, if you want to get into contact with us to tell me how on point I was with my call, or how much you love the Hunger Games and you're furious that I referenced it in a less than positive light, uh, feel free to email us at forstaff at gmail.com, F-O-U-R-S-A-F at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us and you can fight me about how after the first Hunger Games novel, the series goes downhill. <laughs> you can, then that's at forstaff, spelled the same way as our email. Listen, you have the ability to go backwards. I'm not going to spell it again. Just, just listen to it again. You got this. I believe in you. With that outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.